0: Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your
1: co-host, Via Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. We're tackling a topic today that isn't covered that much. And we think it's really important to address. So we're going to talk about the six things holding you back from building your empire. And I want you to know that although this episode is geared towards our female empire builders, it's actually really solid advice for everyone. And so to understand why this topic is so important, I want us to look at a tiny bit of perspective. So, starting us off, right, women make up 50.8% of the world's population, right? And when we look back at history, women were given the right to vote on June 4th, 1919, right, with the 19th Amendment. That's just over 100 years ago. Wow. And... That, I mean, that's just, that's crazy to think about. Just only 100 years when we've been able to vote. And, you know, the 19th Amendment did not initially extend to women of African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, and American Indian heritage because of um, widespread and, you know, and enduring inequality and racism uh, from within the ranks of the women's suffrage movement. And so it wasn't even until the Voting Rights Act was passed nearly a half a century later, on August 6th of 1965, that Black women were actually allowed to exercise their right to vote. That's stunning.
0: Yeah. It's, it is stunning to think yeah. about that.
1: It's, it's hard to believe. And
2: um, listen to this statistic uh, women couldn't even get their own bank accounts without a male relative co signing with them until the Equal Credit Opportunity Act of
3: 1974. Jeez. I mean, that's in my life. That lifetime. is. Yeah. That yeah. is. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. It's crazy. Totally crazy. And, and also thinking about women in leadership, um, another stat that uh, is just eye-opening is women are just 5%, only 5% of Fortune 500 CEOs. So 95% of Fortune 500 CEOs are male um and it's actually down from a record high a record high the record yes. high was 6.2% <laughs> in wow. 2017 for uh female CEOs of Fortune 500
0: companies and 2% what, yeah go ahead via I'm just so blown away that it went down. That's what I was going to say. No. Yeah. How did it yeah. go down? Well, and also
2: 5% of 500 is only 25. Right. So they're twenty-five, I mean, it was so a, are 25 of
0: 30 yeah. and went down to 25. <laughs> did you guys know that only 7%... The women represent only 7% of top execs in Fortune 100 companies. And we only occupy 10% of top management positions in the entire S&P 1500 companies. Wow. Yeah. And
2: just it. 19% of the S&P boards... Seats are
1: held by women. Wow. So, you know, I mean, this makes me think, yes, we have made strides towards representation at every level of business. Yet, I mean, if you listen to the statistics we just gave you, that shows us that we have so far to go. So So far. I mean, it's just, it's kind of staggering when you think about that. And so today, I'm really excited about this topic because we're going to go over the six things holding you back from building your empire. And the first one, I think, is something we get asked all the time, right? The first thing is, they say, how do you do it all, right? This idea yeah. that you can do it all. Um, and there just, there isn't enough time in the day to do it all. So, So how do you do it?
0: This is the number one most asked question I think that I probably get when I'm in a teaching environment or speaking environment. It's like, how do you do it all? Is usually Mm -hmm. how it's frameworked. And the answer that all four of us always answer is we don't. We We can't.
3: Yeah. So becoming you know, just a master of, of leverage and hire, hiring people, which we have a whole series on hiring that we would highly recommend that you listen to is such a key part of that because the reality is, is to grow a powerful empire as a female, you must master leverage. You have yeah. to master leverage because you cannot do it all. And no. Sarah,
2: I would argue that uh, most of the time, mastering that leverage is mastering the leverage at home first mm-hmm. yeah. right a lot of people think we need to hire an assistant or someone to help us in our business but the reality is 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 often we have home duties and 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 honestly women even today are still doing the majority of the housework the majority of the parenting duties the majority of, of all the tasks around yeah. the house and we're expected to run a big business
0: at the same time
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. Wendy, I had you come out and speak to about 100 of uh, my agents a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And you talked about leverage. Yeah, it was really fun. And you talked about leverage. And I remember the number one thing I got after that talk that I still get is the women were blown away that the first step to their professional uh, leverage was personal leverage. Meaning you stood up there and you Mm -hmm. said, hey, first things first, your kids are not going to remember who made the dinner, they're going to remember that you sat down with them. They're Mm -hmm. never going to look back and say, well, you know, who cooked this? Because it's just Mm -hmm. not, it's just not how they think. And you said, they're not going to remember how, who cleaned the house. They're going to just know if they had a clean house. That's what they're going to remember. But they're going to remember your time. And I've quoted that a hundred times easily since then. And I just yes. think that
3: yeah, that's it's account. so true. Yep. So we make make a joke all the time, but your fir- your first leverage might be uh, your very own housewife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes, which <laughs> it's actually uh, true. I, yeah, yeah. Like the addition of your very own, <laughs> yes. Yes. your very own. YouTube can <laughs> housewife. Yeah, we all dream. dream about having a sister wife. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, you know, and, that, and I think that leads into number two really well, right? Which is you need to master the leverage at home, but that also ties into what number two is, which is mom guilt, yes. right? Yes. And, and when we look at all of the things that have to get done, whether it is taxes, laundry, dishes, meals, school, homework, sports, uh, running the errands, right? Like all of those things still have to get done. Um, and then you add on top of that raising kids or even taking care of parents as they age, Right there's a, there's a lot of of mom guilt that exists uh, uh, surrounding all of those pieces if you can't get them all done.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think it was a meme or something, probably something that you posted via on Facebook, but it was it <laughs> talked about you know kids in our grandmother's era, which was like speak when spoken to. And yeah. then, um, you know, in the 60s, it's kind of like, I'm going to kick you out of the house while um, we play cards and have drinks in the afternoon with the other moms in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And now we're expected to, you know, have a career and then also do do everything else, right? Be a volunteer yeah. at the school um, to make homemade cupcakes, to be there for every single event. And of course, we want to be there for our kids. But I mean, there's just so much pressure spend so much time with our children when really it's kind of we're kind of the first generation of moms who's really had to do that. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, well, the other, the other piece, when, we, when I think of mom guilt, I think of all the things that you guys have mentioned. I also think of the struggle and I've talked to other, I've talked to men and they, mm-hmm. they don't struggle with this. I feel guilty when I'm also, I'm always guilty. Meaning, yes, when I'm also yes, yeah. when I'm at, mm-hmm. when I'm with my family, I'm feeling guilty. I'm not working, yes. and then when I'm oh, working, yeah. I'm feeling guilty that I'm not with my family. <laughs> yes. It's like yeah, I totally. ask the men,
1: I'm like, do you feel that? And they're just like
3: looking no. at no, me, like, uh, I think,
1: what? I think that's a good lesson though around the mom guilt, which is compartmentalization, and I think that that's something where men's brains are wired better for that. Um, in a lot of ways, just like. And, and social, like how we're reared, how society raises us. Like men are better at compartmentalizing when they're at work, they're at work. When they're at home, they're at home. And they're, they're better about compartmentalizing and not carrying around that bleed over everywhere that I think that we as, as parents and moms especially feel. So I have a focusing
0: question for you guys. Since this is number two on six things holding people back from building their empire, my question is, can you be a great mom and build a big empire? Yes. Okay, I know I knew the answer, yeah. right? Obviously, yeah. yeah. I I hire and interview hundreds of people every year because of my position, and I do not think that ninety percent of women think the answer to that is yes.
3: Well, you can't ask that mm. question without defining what you consider a great mom. Yes,
2: that's right. Thank you, Sarah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah I had an aha moment. Point. Really, great uh, point. probably about five years ago, and my business was really growing quickly. And you know, constantly struggling with that, and then I just had an aha moment where I was like, "Wow, I bet if I asked my kids who the best mom in the world was, they would say me." Yes, yeah, yeah. I bet so they yeah. would. What yeah. other what other metric is is important to us? Mm-hmm. You know, what other standard are we judging ourselves against? No,
3: I had I had a similar aha, Wendy, when I when my uh, daughter was two years old, and she was staying with my best friend who was a teacher and every day for, during the day, because my nanny was on vacation and uh, every day they had a theme and there was a craft and they, it was like perfectly planned out because she was a teacher, right? Everything was perfectly planned yeah. out. And, and I don't do any of that. Like I'm not crafty. Like I'm horrible at those things. And I kept telling my, mac and cheese that one time though. Yes, it's true that they loved <laughs> the one time. And then uh, my, my daughter, my um, I told my husband like, man, I, I'm just feeling like really like a horrible mom. I don't do any of this stuff. And uh, the, the fourth day, my daughter just cried and she looked at me and goes, I just want mama, mama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she didn't want the craft day. She wanted her mom.
1: Yeah, and it was like, it was great. just
3: a difference, like yeah. a, a total aha for me. Um, that's what is a great mom is you. <laughs> That's what makes it. You know,
0: it great, I, I have a 17-year-old. I have three kids and one of them is a 17-year-old. And I, I struggle with mom guilt. Whoever said it, like, Sarah, you said it. Like I struggle with if I'm working, I'm guilty, if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the whole thing. And I'm, I'm on the couch, you know, talking to my son, Aiden, and he goes, you know what, mom? I really, I feel like I've been too lazy this summer and I really want to have passion around something like you do. Mm-hmm. I go, well, what do you mean? And he, and he said, you know, I love that you sit on our couch and it's hard for you to watch a movie. You want to pull your computer out and work. And I love that you have that passion behind it. And I want that too. And I, all the years of, because my theory has always been as long as I'm there with them on the couch, you know, if I'm not watching their silly, you know, Avengers movie, it's fine. I'm going to get something done for better or worse. And and I, I that I love Aiden. Can I forever. just say, I'm I was going to say, The Avengers
2: is a great movie.
1: I, I love The Avengers movies for the record. We're if big you Avengers actually family. watch them. I do.
0: But like the 17th time, Wendy, the computer's coming out, you know?
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, and I think that's where, that's where it gets back to allowing yourself grace and, and clearly defining what you want to show up as as a parent and understanding that children spell love with the word T-I-M-E. And if you can allow yourself to be present in the moment and let go of some of that guilt and give yourself some grace to let go of some of that guilt, it's going to allow you to be a better parent in that process mm-hmm. as you're building your empire because you're not, you're not going to get it perfect. And to wrap number two up with a bow, you know, I think I think that
0: that what I would say to women, this is a really important one to me because it's probably one of the most common things I hear is, you you can have have it all if you listen to our podcast. We're going to show you how you can be productive, you can be purposeful, you can build a really great business, you can be a great leader. All of mm-hmm. the, the the skills and and talents you need to build an empire, we're going to teach you. And and I, I guarantee you, you're an amazing mom if you're guilty about being an amazing mom right? If you care mm-hmm. about it and you feel guilty, you're probably an amazing mom, you know? So, mm-hmm. so let's go to number three, ladies. Well, and number well,
3: three. Sorry, Via. I know, I know we want to move on. Okay, I'm but so I just think that. that this is such a big deal. Like <laughs> It is. It is. One of the biggest things is like, you're not alone. Like, I, I want yeah. everyone hearing us like, All of us have built amazing businesses and we're moms Mm -hmm. too. And you can hear us speaking Mm -hmm. with such passion on this topic because we feel it too. You're not alone and it's totally normal and it's okay. Um, And so I just want you to to hear that Mm -hmm. from us.
2: And, And I would just say it's okay if you disappoint your children sometimes. You know, yes. you don't your your children don't need to be, we will. have happy, happy, perfect lives. It's actually not good for your children. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, I can remember one of the saddest days of my life was I went to have um Thanksgiving lunch with my son, Gus, who was probably he was probably six at the time. And um honestly I just I just I honestly just forgot the time. I just mixed up the time. And I walked in right as he was walking out and he saw me and he just burst into tears because he'd been waiting for his mom to have Mm. Thanksgiving lunch. And I feel pretty sure if I walked upstairs right now to my 16-year-old's room and I said to him, hey, Gus, remember that time mom didn't show up for Thanksgiving lunch? He might say yes. But for sure, he wouldn't say like, "Oh, that scarred me for life," yeah. or "I'm a I'm a horrible person because of it." I'm not. You know, good, it's not going to become a mass murder. I mean, <laughs> all of that stuff it, later is all. It's all. It's just perspective. Mm, you know, your kids so are going to so grow good. up and they're going to mm-hmm. be fine.
0: So good. So good. Well, let's move into number three, and and I'm okay with you extenuating that one. I, I think mom guilt is a huge, huge topic, and I I see it so much. I really do believe women don't think they can have it, Have them both. Number three that's probably holding you back from building your empire is not building your tribe.
2: Yeah, this is so important. I mean, I, I have always felt that part of my life's mission was to build community around women. You know, I've always been involved with organizations that help women. And so some of you guys have heard the story, but you know, I uh, was feeling tribeless. I was feeling quite lonely as my business was growing very rapidly. And I looked around in my community in Austin to see if I could find find a tribe. So I joined an organization. I paid $7,000 to join. Um, There was 144 members and um, we were supposed to tribe up. And of those 144 members, only about 10% are women. And it truly was not not my people, right? So that's when I started... Mm creating Five Dolls and that's what led to Amplify and that's what led to the Empire Building Podcast, all of that. And so it's just so important to um, know that you know, you, you're you going to have to seek it out. You know, you're going to have to find mm-hmm. your tribe. You're going to have to seek it out.
1: Well, and I, I have to... I have an admission here um, where when I was younger, like high school, college, even into my early career, I was kind of like the, the gal that ha- like hung out with all the guys. All of my best friends were guys. All of my closest, like all of my closest peers were guys. And so I feel like I was very comfortable in the professional world with men. And all of a sudden, you realize after you get married and you start having children that your needs change and your priorities change. And like you actually really need a tribe of strong women around you to support you and to help you and where you are. And I had to completely look at my social circle differently um, than I had in the first 15 years of my career.
3: Yeah. And I mean, we're never going to have a lot in common with A lot of the females that are, you know, uh, that stay at home, and uh, of course, that's what they feel is best for them. But if you're an empire builder, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely at those birthday parties uh, with all of the other fellow moms, and they're talking about, you know, how stressed they are with running errands and all the things that they're doing uh, for their family, Uh, and we want to do things for our family too. But you're many times aren't going to have a lot of com commonality with them, you want to find a circle of strong female empire builders, like Se- Seychelle was saying, that you feel like you can really rely on and talk about very openly and that you feel like you can grow. And that's really the key is like, where can you grow to be a better mom, to be
0: a better empire builder? And that's who you want to surround yourself with and being intentional about that. It's changed my life. I, I mean, you know, we say a lot that that the the people you hang out with the most, you know, is is what you're likely to to look like and become, and and I I can't even express how much it's changed my life to be normalized in a group of women yes. who you know are are really similar to me who who don't apologize for being assertive and ambitious and um, have you know building empires and getting that that validation, uh, having commonality of yeah of uh, challenges. It's really empowering and probably one of the top three important things in my life, really. Yeah. Well,
2: here's, here's what you should say is that if this is speaking to you, right? If you're listening out there and you're like, wow, I really need this, then you should really become involved with our Amplify group. Uh, and the way that you do that is you go to amplifyevent.com to find out more information. And uh, we'd love to have you a part of our tribe. One of the most amazing things about our organization, about our Amplify organization, is, is that we will tribe you up. And um, I know that when we had our last <laughs> event last year, there were, um, you know, I mean, I guess 15, 20 tribes that were created mm-hmm. and they have sustained. Uh, for the past year and throughout this whole um, quarantine crisis, it's been very, very, very powerful.
3: So if mm-hmm. you're if you're listening and you say I need that, or if you're like me and I, I I have it and I still am freaked out by it because meaning <laughs> I, I still it's like I still want to pinch myself that this even exists. <laughs> it does exist. There are are groups of females that will support your assertiveness, that will uh, support your strength. Um, And it does exist, but you do have to be intentional about finding them. And so if you're listening Mm -hmm. and you're like, I need that, or you're thinking, yeah, okay, (laughs) sure that exists. Like (laughs) I might be, um, I'm telling you, reach out, go to AmplifyVent.com. Yeah, because because it
2: only makes sense because if you're an empire builder, you're probably pretty busy, Yes
0: so you're going to have yeah. to be intentional about finding Okay, here's models. a question. Here's a
2: question I have. Mm-hmm. Has
0: anyone in in Amplify or the Dolls known each other longer than 10 years? Might be one or two.
2: Um, say Chanel and I probably have known each other yeah. the longest. It's yeah. probably okay, so
0: besides that. Right about
2: 10 though, no, 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've
0: the,
1: got you and My point Sue's is at 10 yeah,
0: I guess my point is, is that yeah. you know n- none of us knew each other. Most of us didn't know each other ten years ago, and so <laughs> you know you enter phases of your life where this is why it's it's important to find a tribe. If you're listening to this, you probably need a tribe, and so if if, <laughs> if our podcast is resonating with you, right? I mean, you're you know you're drawn yeah. to building an empire. You're probably a multitasking, mom, wife husband, father, you know, the whole thing. And so uh, 10 years, it's, you know, it's important to get a a new group of people that are in sync with the challenges in this season of your life.
1: Gary Keller has always told us, right, that at some point you're going to have to get on a plane to go fly and see your closest friends, which I think many of us when we first heard that thought, I have plenty of great friends here locally. What are you talking about? Um, But I will tell you that the coolest part about our tribe is that we all are nailing different parts of life at a different time. And the neat part about having diversity in backgrounds, diversity in ages and diversity in where we are and where we're heading is that one person might be nailing spirituality, another might be nailing fitness, another one might be really killing it at wealth building right now another one at business right we're all at different areas where we're failing and succeeding at massive levels and we're pulling each other along and so it's not that just one of us has had it figured out and we're just explaining it all to the rest it's that we're all in active failure and growth pulling each other forward and if you have people that think big enough around you you're going to grow that much faster than if you're than if you're left to your own devices or maybe even your local devices Yep,
3: and I think that helps us. They shall go into number four because honestly, number four they go together. Number three and number yes. four in my mind goes together. Which mm-hmm. number four is not acknowledging that sexism exists and you need to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. So in in being in a tribe that helps you with these kind of things is key, right? And so that's number mm-hmm. four is not not knowing that it exists and then um, you need to deal with it.
2: That's right. Yeah, that's Sarah. That's so true. And I think all of us have experiences. You know, we've all experienced sexism in the workplace, sexism. You know, everywhere. All these like microaggressions. You know, mm-hmm. because we're because we're women, um, and at the same time, you know, understanding that yeah, you're going to have to work twice as hard. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to do the extra in order to get ahead. You're going to have to be sort of aggressive but not too aggressive, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna need to speak up but not too much. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a tough dichotomy to really think about. But um, the reality is is you know the only way that this is that we're gonna become a less sexist world is A by talking about it and then B turning that five percent of women in the top fortune, fortune five hundreds into yeah. into fifty
1: fifty point eight percent. Yes. You no know, that's, that's right. the only way. Well, and and, and you know, we were talking about this right before we started the show. um, Seeing an example of someone that can make it happen, having mentors, having people that you can look at and say, they have done the four-minute mile, they are living a huge life and are a female and are a CEO. We have to have more examples of that out there in society or women don't think it exists. And so the more we're pushing and helping each other, the more that sexism is going to become less, the more that harassment will become less. And I will tell you one book that changed my life on this... um being from, raised in the South, right? It's a it's a pretty passive way of communication that females are taught here. Um, we say, bless your heart when we mean lots of other things. And uh, a <laughs> book that, <laughs> right? I mean, we do. I think that's so, universal. I don't even know if uh, that's South thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that may be fair, but I'll tell you it's used a lot. Um, you know, w- women in, in the South are really, you know, taught to just kind of grin and bear it and take it. And maybe that's a national thing, but I, I just, I feel like that's definitely a part of a deeply no. ingrained that's Southern culture. Um, And until I moved to New York, I didn't realize what actual communication looked like. Um, It was like a totally different language, even though it was the same words. And a book that really helped me was the book, Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. And it really helped me understand how to take emotion out of a confrontational conversation and to move progress forward. And so if you might be feeling stressed about how you're being treated in the workplace, or what you want out of your workplace or life, and where you want to go. I highly encourage you to listen to that book, read that book, to do the work from that book because it made a huge difference in my world.
2: Yeah, and I would yeah. just say your singular goal in this world is not to have everybody in the world like you. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's it's not that important. Yeah. Right. Or as Steve Jobs things, says,
3: sell ice cream, right? If you want everyone to yeah, like you, go yes. sell ice cream. That's a good one. I love that
0: I think one of the things I notice a lot in the workplace, and I work, I work with a lot of fantastic men who are really committed to supporting women in leadership, and and I'm I'm in leadership in a you know male-owned organization, and 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 just you know I'm surrounded with great men. One of the things, though, that I notice is they're uncomfortable discussing the differences. It's almost like they mm-hmm. they feel like, you know, oh, we're neutral. We're just neutral. Why would you need to segregate? Why do you need to have a women's group? Like that's, that's you know, we're neutral. We don't need to, you know, worry about it. It's okay to acknowledge that we are different genders and we bring different things to the, to the table. Mm-hmm. I find the parallel thing happening in racism. It I used to be politically correct yeah. to say, you know, oh, I don't see color. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I see beautiful black women and gorgeous black oh, yeah. men, and 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 I, you know, and I'm I happen to be white, and and it's like you know I notice color and I celebrate yeah. all of it, and it's the same thing with gender, and so I think that's the, been the biggest aha for me has been with these guys who are super supportive of it, who feel like they can't talk about it because that in some way might I don't know if it's offensive or or what the what the issue is.
1: I think we we shy away from things we're uncomfortable about, too. And so, you know, you can want to support something and also not know how to have a conversation around it, which is why I think if you're listening today and you may not be female, it's really important that you're like paying attention in this episode because this isn't just for like the women in the world. This is actually for... Men or any gender, really. If you're if you're trying to figure out how to deal with a female empire builder in your world, these are the notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> this is exactly. you know,
3: in our head, all my men, <laughs> over <how> you're listening. <laughs> yeah. so this is so, this
0: is our this is our head. They're in our head if they yeah. listen to this because this is what we think about and talk about mm-hmm. as our challenges. So even if you if you agree or disagree, I don't think that is matters. Yeah. I think what's important is to get our perspective and understand yes. this is what we're thinking about and, and noticing. Mm-hmm. You what know, I'm talking about
3: and, and one one big thing that I see a lot in terms of differences in males and females with this is that typically females are underestimated yes um in terms of what can happen what they can mm-hmm. do and i I've been underestimated my entire life um me too. I feel like yeah. I think all of us have right mm-hmm. and one of the things I would um mm-hmm. if you if if you hear that and you're like, yes, me too, I would suggest is like channel it. So for me, I've I've used it as a way to really propel my business forward and to yeah. propel myself forward. I mm-hmm. actually now thrive off of it. Versus, and I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but that's how it, I have. No, used it can it become a, a
1: superpower. It can, yeah. for sure. yes,
3: yes. It can absolutely and, become the superpower. Exactly. Well, how it's a, su- I mean, how it's a superpower is is um, because they don't see us coming. Sometimes that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and That's so right. you can you can actually really slide by people really mm-hmm. quickly because they are underestimating you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where it can really uh, make such a, make such a difference. So lean in to that. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't fight it. Lean into it, right? Mm-hmm. And I I don't complain about it anymore. I I lean into it and I look at it as a good thing.
1: Yep. And the last thing I will say before we move on to number five is, if you are experiencing any uncomfortable situations in the workplace, I just want you listening to understand that it's okay to know your boundaries. And it's okay to let somebody know if they're not treating you the way that you should be treated or in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable because you have to stand up for yourself and you need to speak out if that's something that's making you uncomfortable and be aware of what situations you're putting yourself in. And this actually ties into number five, but not in the way you probably think it does, <laughs> which is a lot of a lot of women refuse to ask for help. And yes, in harassment, but I we more mean it in a different way, which is you have to have somebody that believes in you, right? You have to have a friend, a spouse, a partner, a mentor, someone that believes in you. And, and Via said it really beautifully earlier, she's surrounded by a lot of men that support wanting to see women succeed in the workplace. I think all of us are really lucky to work with a company and to affiliate with a company where the founder of the company believes in seeing women succeed. Um, and so you have to have somebody that is championing you and supporting you in that way.
2: And I would say this is this is one of those ones that's really uh, true, You know, whether you're a woman or not. Yep. It's a, 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 a huge... A uh, blind spot for a lot of entrepreneurs who think that they can do it all. And mm-hmm. what happens is, well, first of all, I know personally, I feel like I have to seem like everything's going great all the time. That's just mm-hmm. one of my characteristics. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, how, how's everything? It's great. It's all good. Everything's good. You know, I don't know if it's like my Midwestern upbringing or whatever, uh, but it's just like, kind of like stoicism around everything. And um, and I've I've learned that as an empire builder, and you know, you can talk to your team and be vulnerable about what's going on in your life. And that's actually powerful. Um, and it's a powerful demonstration of your leadership. But it's hard to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's, it it can is be hard. really hard.
0: Wendy, I just want to address that. I'm so happy you brought it up. This has been a really big theme of mine in my leadership. So now I'm I'm, I'm speaking to everybody in in your leadership hat, right? With your leadership hat on. And that is, uh, I have worked really, really hard with my team, my division, the companies that I run to make everybody see that, that seeking help and seeking coaching and, and, and collaborating with me, their leader, or their their coworkers, is a celebrated thing. Because you, you said it really well. It's, we have this, I think, a little bit misguided view that oh, I'm self-reliant. And that means I don't ask for help. And actually, it's a sign of strength to ask for help. And uh it's a sign of humility, it's a sign of strength, and it's a sign of confidence because I, I used to not ask for help a lot. And I think that I had a lower mm. self-confidence, ironically, than than now, where I'm so at ease and confident in my point of view and my ability to execute and my standing and my influence that I, I just it doesn't bother me. And I collaborate a lot more, I seek coaching a lot more. I just don't I've shed the need to look good and be right as much as I used to as a younger leader, and I think this mm. is so so important. And I see it a lot.
2: I think this is one of your superpowers, Sarah. I think you're really good at finding yes a good idea mm-hmm. and um and then finding the best person who's doing it and asking for help. It, it mm-hmm. it's it's something that I strive to do more of. Um, and it's interesting because I am pretty I'm a pretty strategic person and I'm fairly intuitive. And so I think I um, I lean on my my strengths right when sometimes I really need to get outside perspective and I think it's I honestly admire you you're you're really good at it
3: no it was it was fun. thank you for saying that Wendy and I I'm actually starting to realize that myself uh, when I was listening to our brother podcast? I think like a CEO. <laughs> um, uh, Gary, Gary and Jay were talking about competition and, and looking at uh, research and development. Companies need to have a research and development uh, you know, program or department. And when they were describing research and development, I was like, Oh my goodness, I, I'm our research and development. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, I'm like, that's you what are. I do. I research, I develop, and then I go find and I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but that is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of it. But asking for help also on a personal front, too, mm-hmm. right? Sitting your spouse down and saying, This is what my day looks like. Can we talk about how we how we can maybe take the load at home and do 50-50 since I'm also working as much too, oh, right? I like that. Yeah, and having that direct absolutely. conversation is key.
2: One of the gifts I got from Brene Brown, her podcast is amazing if you guys aren't yeah, listening to it, but really she good. talks about this in one of her podcasts where um, you know everybody has basically a hundred percent every day and she has the converse, the constant conversation with the people in her world, uh, mainly her husband about where they're at and if he comes to her and says, listen, I'm at 10 I am a 10 percent today you know she can say, okay well I'm at I'm at a 40. You know that does not equal a hundred. So what are we going to do? Do we need to cancel some things? Do we need to do less? Do we need to not take our kid to soccer practice. Whatever that looks like. Do we need to order takeout in? Right? Just that. What just a powerful that dialogue. I love yeah, yes. that, that yeah. dialogue around how are you doing?
0: You know, yeah.
1: right? Do that's you need good. support right now?
0: That's so good. <laughs> that's great.
1: I think that's one of the biggest takeaways you can take from this podcast is that check-in. I love that. How are you doing? Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah, I love Thank that. you for that.
2: Yeah. I love that. Well, let's move on to number six. And my favorite. Um, yes. Yeah, this is always the best. This could <laughs> be a whole
3: episode, honestly. It number should, six. Yes. A whole episode.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We, might, yes. we might do another episode just around this one. You know, but like, so this is so interesting <laughs> because the Harvard Business Review study that has been surveying men and women in the workforce since 2016, and they've surveyed thousands of people, talk about Women under 25 are significantly less confident than men until the age of 40. And the reason why I waited to tell you about this is because up until men are 40, they're more confident than women in the workforce and they ask for what? They want. Seychelles. Hold on. Secret. So we
3: we have to stop you because you, ah! you, you get so excited. I do get so excited. I should have number. I to <laughs> really search I know you were you were That's going for it. That's why
2: it's highlighted in
0: black. <laughs> we were like highlighting it on. We're like, say shall say it. <laughs> I was getting to it, you guys. So we have so to say cute. number six, X. right? Yes. <laughs> Say Number it, Sarah.
2: Six. Yes, yes. Number six thing holding you back from building your empire is not effing going for it. <laughs> <laughs> not no! going
3: for it. Go,
2: go for it.
1: Go. And the reason why it's so important is because. Seychelles, <laughs> why is this important? Seychelles, <laughs> <Why is this laughs> we want to hear. <laughs> oh, I get so excited. This is why I'm terrible at telling jokes too, is because I tell the punchline before I tell the joke. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my uh, joke telling world. Um, It is because a Harvard Business Review study showed that women are less confident in the workforce um, from under 25 years old all the way up until they're 40. And they're underconfident and they don't ask for what they want. And men, ironically enough, are overconfident in their skill set up until about 40. And that's when we start to see an equalization. And women, if you're thinking and you're listening to this and you're going, oh, no, the good news for you is, is that women at 60 years old and older are actually more confident than men in the workplace in their skill set. And that's probably because they have had to overcompensate (laughs) for the first 30 years of their career.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know I'm dying to jump in right now, right? I'm inviting you right now. (laughs) I mean, I like I'm like there's so much in my head on this topic. This is a topic. I live this topic. I mean, I hire people, I lead people, and a lot of them are women. Women do not go for it. They don't ask for promotions. They don't do all the things. I I literally have men who've been in the job 90 days yep. asking for promotions in very aggressive ways. Six Six months. Very aggressive ways. And I was on the phone just yesterday with a prospective agent and i said hey you know what do, what do you think about this position she's like oh i don't feel prepared for that
1: mm. i think you know
0: maybe maybe once i have more experience you know maybe maybe then but i i just don't think and she was by the way well qualified for yeah. this role and I must get that weekly, maybe, maybe at least every every couple of weeks. And I am telling you, men do not say things like that. They they. And, and by the way, men, I applaud you for this. Yes, this is, is not, yes. this is a good thing. Knocking this, I that am you not do. slamming yeah. it. Women, I want you to just ask for more. I want you to go for it. Let me tell you something, ladies. The guys are no more prepared than you are. No. They are no better than no. you. They don't have any better skills than you. None of it. They're just more aggressive. That's that's the only yeah. difference. Yep. Also, well, know confident. your
2: worth. Yes. You know, I've had so many women apply for jobs in my organization where they've been making, you know, a six-figure salary in their last job. And they come in and they say, yeah, this is what I'd like, but, but I'd take a little less. I don't yeah. know if you guys have had that experience, oh, yeah. but it's know. been very common for yep. women to say. yeah, well, I, I really want this job but
1: and I think it's a I think it's a common trend that women feel like they truly have to earn 100% of the position or be 100% qualified for a position before they feel like they have earned the right to be paid for that position.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%, that is what it is. And mm-hmm. and you know, men say to themselves, "Hey, I'm just going to figure it out as I go." Yeah. I'm 60% qualified. I'll figure the arrest out.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. well, and the other piece of this is from my standpoint as a a leader in in a a pretty large organization as well. I mean, seeing them come, so many men come in and ask for a promotion um, on such short number of experience. The other key though, is that you want to, when I look at some of the females in my world, sometimes I don't know if they want it. And so I can see how the leader automatically gives the promotion to the male because they're mm-hmm. just being more vocal. Of course. That they want yeah. the job. Yeah, and you I think want sometimes someone who's just, a go-getter. Exactly. Sometimes you mm-hmm. just need to tell, tell your boss, tell, tell um, those around you, hey, I would like that job. I would like an opportunity mm-hmm. at that if that comes available. And yeah, just I'd like to know, be considered. I would like to yeah, be mm-hmm. considered. Exactly. I'd like to be considered. Yep. 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 Yeah. I love
2: that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, too. we we really could go on and on with this topic. It's a really big one. I want to say two more things though, because I, I just have so much personal experience. Can you tell I'm fired up? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm all hurricaned up. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> makes, it fun? makes you yeah. want to start singing my Scorpion song, <laughs> Rock Me Like a Hurricane. We need to put that in show notes, by the way. So, um, yeah. so I want to say two things. Number one, uh, I, I'm wondering if age you know you know how that that chart that Harvard Business review where it says women get more confident with age. You know, yeah. I, I said this on on stage with uh, Gary Keller, and I think it was uh, one of our episodes in the podcast that I didn't even start building my empire till I was 40 because I, you know, mm-hmm. I just chose to to be more involved and, and be more at home with my kids during my 30s, just a choice I made. So I wonder partly if women's, now what's happening is, you know, we're spending, we're, we're taking the mom break a little bit, you know, which mm-hmm. we touched on earlier. And we're just getting started in leadership a little later. That 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 struck me when I heard that, that that could be, there could be something there. And the second thing is, is that I, you know, I'll never forget yeah. the moment that I asked my now CEO and founder uh, to be considered for the position I'm in now. It took me 45 minutes to send that text to him because I was so scared of rejection. I was, and I'm just being honest. I'm not proud of it. I'm not saying that this is good or bad. I was so, so scared of the rejection, you know? And I I do wonder if there's just Mm -hmm. some hardwiring there that, you know, I just, uh, women, you know, it's really tough to be rejected by someone you look Mm -hmm. up to and admire, certainly someone you work for, because if you're asking for a raise, it's a leader. And we, you know, we need to build up that resilience. We need to figure out whatever we, we need to do to build up the resilience to ask. 100%. Well, can I say
3: something that's that might sound a little harsh <laughs> here about this? Uh, yeah. But w- what I've noticed is that a, a lot of females don't put themselves out there. They don't ask for it. And then if a male gets promoted or a, mm-hmm. a male gets something, and then it turns into a little bit of a victim mentality. And yeah. I, I know that sounds harsh, but what mm-hmm. I'm... If you don't, if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to put yourself out there, just know that the leaders are going to make decisions based around who they see that's willing to. Instead of like saying like, oh, what was me? Why wasn't I chosen? Turn that energy, take that energy and put yourself out there to make sure that you go for it. We want you to go for it. What you want, say it and say it to those all around you. I think that's great.
2: Great. Well, guys, this has been uh, a fantastic episode. I know I always take tons of notes. And so, really, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about the six things holding you back from building your empire. Aha's for me are, uh, you know, we can't do it all. We um, just absolutely can't do it all. Leverage is key, and if you don't know how to leverage, it's a skill. It's a muscle that you can that you can learn and grow. Mom guilt. We just need to get rid of that because um, mm-hmm. it's it's really not serving you as a mother, as a leader, as a probably as a wife. Make sure you you build build your tribe. This is probably the one the number one thing that's helped me uh, feel comfortable and confident in my journey is to build a tribe of like minded people around me. Um, and then you know, acknowledging that sexism does exist, and we need to we need to find ways to deal with it. Uh, Make sure you ask for help, right? This is one of Sarah's superpowers. And she's really good about finding the best person uh, to do something or who's doing something at a high level and then just reaching out and asking for help. And then, really, guys, don't forget just go for it. You know, go build your empire, be amazing, live your best life, build a big business, have an incredible world, and, um, you know, just just go Go for for it. Go for it go yeah, for it yeah, absolutely thanks for,
3: thanks for joining us thanks today it's
2: everybody. been a great thanks run. guys Bye. it's been
1: awesome
3: thanks for listening to empire building if you like what you heard join the tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving us a five-star rating and review until next time wishing you a life worth living and remember you are an empire builder